Constant Contact's marketing tools and technology make it easier than ever to drive big results for your small business. From list growth and email to SMS and social media, it's all powered by advanced automation and AI capabilities that help you grow your business more effectively. Plus, we've got the reporting you need to see what's working and what's not, so you can adjust along the way. Constant Contact is the digital marketing solution you need to keep up, excel, and grow. Try it for free today at ConstantContact.com. Did you know that the ABV Podcast is sponsored by PreSonus Audio Electronics? They're a global pro audio company headquartered right here in Baton Rouge, and they've been making pro audio hardware and software for a long time. I've been using PreSonus gear since I started my first podcast back in 2011, and as a former employee of the company, I'm super excited to have these guys on board. And thanks to these shiny new mics they let us use, well, they're a big part of why we suddenly sound so damn good. PreSonus's deal is that they leverage all of their 25 years of professional recording studio manufacturing experience to make industry standard pro audio tech available to both seasoned professionals and first-time hobbyists at a price that won't require you to sell your homebrew gear or list your doghouse on Airbnb. So check out PreSonus.com. They've got Bluetooth speakers, microphones, headphones, audio interfaces, and a whole lot more. Doesn't matter if you're a musician, live streamer, podcaster, DJ, or whatever, PreSonus has something for you. Even if you're not all that creative, and just like to listen to any of the above and have it sound as good as possible. They're here for you, wherever sound takes you. Conceived from a passion for craft beer and founded on the principles that everyone should have access to the market, Pelican Craft Brands founder Chris Pennegy rented a warehouse, bought a truck, and started selling craft beer. He put it all on the line for the little guy and to bring quality 100% American craft beer to the greater Baton Rouge area. And that's why I wanted to partner with Chris Pennegy and Pelican Craft Brands as a sponsor for my podcast. For more information on their portfolio, go online and visit pelicancraftbrands.com. Are you a fan of 80s and 90s pop culture and also like to collect cool glassware? Then you should check out my buddy Cliff Decatur's online store, hopsinthehollows.com. Featuring artwork from movies such as Friday, Trading Spaces, and even video game artwork from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, and also characters inspired by the Garbage Pail Kids. He's got you covered. Whatever your glassware needs, he can take care of it. Check out his online store at hopsinthehollows.com. When you're craving tacos, there's only one place that can take care of your needs, and that's Government Taco, located on 5621 Government Street right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Happy Hour specials Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m., and on Thursdays, it's Happy Hour all day long. That's right. From open to close, you can enjoy happy hour drink specials and happy hour bar snacks as well. Government Taco, where the right of the people to possess and enjoy tacos shall not be infringed. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We love drinking them and love talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. Hey everyone, Chuck B here for the ABV Podcast. Just wanted to do this little disclaimer before we jump into this week's episode. So back in April... We recorded a show at Port Orleans Brewery in New Orleans, and the day that we recorded there, actually that entire week, there was just a lot of bad weather. Here in Louisiana, lots of rain, there were tornadoes, 
It was pretty crazy. And the day that we drove down to New Orleans to do this podcast, it was storming. The weather was terrible. So we were having some audio issues. You'll you'll hear some rain coming through on the mics. If it sounds like there's some static in the background, it's actually the rain on the roof of the building, of the brewery that we were in. And also we were having some mic issues as well. So I had to enhance some of the spots throughout the episode. So it may sound kind of weird, may sound a little bit off balanced, but I didn't want to lose this episode because it was a really good episode with the guys over at Port Orleans and they took care of us. They actually put us in a room at a hotel for the night so we can stay down there. We had other podcasts planned at other local breweries in New Orleans, but because of the weather, we couldn't make it happen. And I knew that if we tried to, with the way the weather was, they were going, going to just sound horrible. But I wanted to at least salvage the one that we did with Port Orleans. So again, I apologize for any sound quality issues. I was initially going to scrap this thing, but decided I would try to do as much work as I could to make it better. And I feel like I've got it to a point where it is listenable. So don't come at me with anything. (laughs) I was doing my best to make sure this episode made it out there for everyone to hear. And just for everyone over at Port Orleans as well for everything they did for us that day. So without further ado, here you go. Chuck PJ to Cody at Port Orleans Brewery. Enjoy. What's up, guys? Welcome to the ABV Podcast. I am Chuck P. Glad to have you joining us. Don't forget to check out all of our social media outlets on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, I have Jada Cody with me because it's hard to go anywhere without Jada Cody these days. Well, you said, let's go drink beer in New Orleans. And I said, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't think you were going to say no to that at all. So I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, quick shout out to all the sponsors for the podcast Pelican Craft Brands. Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Athlon Insurance, uh, Government Taco, and Presonus Audio Electronics. Presonus Audio, uh, soon to be the title sponsor of the ABV Podcast. Thank them for the mics, the equipment, everything we're using here for the show. We are in New Orleans, as Jay said. We are at Port Orleans Brewery. My first time here. Jay's been here before. I'm super excited. We've got Ryan Mears and Don Noel with us. Guys, thank you for having us here for the show. Gentlemen, thank you so much. We're excited you guys had time to come down here. It's great. Yeah. The, the weather isn't the best, but we we made it, so that's fine. Beer doesn't need weather. We're good. No, beer does not need that's weather. That's a good point. we got a roof over our head. we got a cold beer. Yeah, we'll have food in our fun. bellies at some point, so yes. we'll be good. Uh, real quick before we jump into conversation, go around the table, what everyone's drinking. Right now, Jay and I have uh, this collaboration that you guys did with Gilla Brewing out in my neck of the woods over there in Gonzales. This Dole Whip. This is amazing. This yeah. is it's insane. Yeah, pineapple ice cream base. Yeah, that's a, it's a hell of a product. It's like a, a pineapple uh, creamsicle. Yeah, it's it's uh, so good. It's stupid. Like yeah. I don't. I, my brain's trying to wrap itself around this. Uh, Ryan, what are you drinking over there? I've got the coffee break. It is a French truck coffee. Uh, don't tell Chris Benegy about that one. Shh, but, uh, can we keep it quiet? Keep we it quiet. Love, uh, we, we love this collaboration we've done with them in the past. But this coffee is it's a great. It's like a cold brew basically in a beer. Okay, Don, what are you drinking? So I have. Uh, we haven't released this yet, so we actually have this on the table before anyone else in the public can get it. Nice. Uh, this is a hazy, juicy IPA that Port Orleans has really taken over the last year. This is number 10 in a list of IPAs that we made during the pandemic as a, in small batches, constantly looking for what we believe will be a, a flagship IPA for us. And uh, we're, we're super pleased with this. 
Well, you might be onto something because I have one of these here as well, and it is delicious. It is really, really good. I still, I'm still trying to finish the dough whip though because it's like so good, and I'm trying not to just guzzle it. I want to savor it, so I'm taking small sips. Uh, so let's get some background on both of you. We'll start, Ryan. How did you become involved with Port Orleans? Oh, I uh, I was a chemist uh, undergrad, uh, and I worked for the NIH for four years, basically through the University of Virginia. And I found that my career was the worst, and I didn't like it. <laughs> and uh, I had moved. My wife and I moved to uh, to New Orleans and kind of recreate ourselves and kind of just get start fresh and. Uh, I, I got into the restaurant industry and I met Don and we talked for a couple months and uh, we shared the same philosophy of what they're doing here and I really kind of drank the Kool-Aid and I love it. I love every minute of it. Port Orleans is, is, is a great company it's, uh, from the top down. I just love all the guys here. Well, if by Kool-Aid you mean the beer, then yes, it is. Yeah, cool. It's cool. delicious. We drank yeah. We the whole time we told them it was Kool-Aid. It's Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, lies. It's beer. Take that. Uh, Don, let's get some of your background. You were mentioning before we uh, started that you uh, you have a long history in the restaurant industry. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see if I can do this in a short stint. So I actually uh, went to Louisiana Tech. Uh, oh, my son's going there in the fall. Yeah, it's a great school. Um, I, I I told my family that uh, I needed to go uh, mature on my own. Uh, I tried to go out of state and. Uh, Mom and Dad said no, and so Louisiana Tech was the furthest thing from New Orleans, so I ended up in uh, Ruston, Louisiana. Uh, it did not take long for me as a New Orleans boy to figure out a way to make a living. Uh, I ran one of the only two packaged liquor stores in Ruston, Louisiana. Wow. Kind of like a duck in water, and then uh, some bars, and I paid for my education myself, but uh, it, was, uh, it was a great stint in my life. Uh, came back to New Orleans. And got went to work for a large restaurant group called Houston's Restaurants. Um, I drank their Kool-Aid, yep. and uh, I just loved the culture, loved the, the whole dynamics of the company. Uh, however, back when I got out of school, uh, making a living was very low, so bartending was the, the gig for me. Doubled the income, worked less hours, and I had a lot of fun. When I hit 26. It was kind of that time, got to make a career out of this. So I took a job with Houston's in management, told them I wanted to climb the ladder pretty quick. They moved me to South Florida, and in two and a half years I was a GM, opened up three locations, came back to my, my home of New Orleans. Uh, my father was sick, so I immediately came home. And uh, I was a GM of both the locations in the New Orleans area, and uh, to speed you through, I left them right after Katrina as a recent husband and a father and losing my dearest friend from college to cancer oh. i just said you know what it, it's i'm going to be a husband and a dad and that was what was important to me um that lasted about a month <laughs> uh, the restaurant industry just reins us back in um a small little restaurant group called new orleans hamburger and seafood uh just would not leave me alone I took the job, and the short story there is when I got on board with them, we were a $3.2 million operation. When I left them, we were a $36.5 million Whoa. And it was a lot of fun. It was a tremendous amount of fun. I had, that's where I met Zach, who's one of our partners at Port Orleans, when he was a rookie. Zach and I did some work together, uh, or he did work for the restaurant group that really put us on a map and we stayed very close during all that. 
there was uh, I hope this isn't too long I'm trying to no 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 keep it going um, <laughs> as as life always shows me there's these little things that I gravitate to that say hey you're meant to be around this person well Zach graduated from Northwestern University my dad graduated from Northwestern University and my father was my biggest hero in my life uh, I lost my father on Father's Day a few years ago uh, Zach and my dad uh, were had a nice connection Zach visited him before he passed away in ICU. Uh, they talked about Northwestern and some stuff. So to me, it was it was a no-brainer when Zach asked me, hey, come look at the brewery. We're, we need some help. And I said, sure. And I kind of fell in love with it and jumped right through. So, And there's a lot of stuff in the middle, a uh, little battle with cancer for myself. Whoa. It says, hey, I, I'm going to have fun. And the brewery allows me to have fun in my 50s i get to play around in a young man's world okay and then i've done some restaurant concepts built one in new york one in miami which is now here in the brewery avo taco which we're going to taste early and i'm looking for those yes those, those direct feedbacks and uh you know here we are love it so it's, uh, it's it's quite a journey there and uh and really cool to see uh there's People that make a career in the the culinary world, the hospitality world, you do have to like find out what that career is going to be. You know, it's one thing to be a lifelong bartender; it's another thing to say, "Well, that's not what I want to do the whole time. Let me let me try to climb that ladder in another way." And it, it does have to get to the management skills, the people skills, uh, the financial skills, whatever the case it might be. <laughs> Those are the hard uh, ones, right yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Sex of crawfish rolling through. different things with each but basically it was a large beta test and we got so much support from uh from local people especially during covid and being able to come to the brewery and be able to try something new and especially when the times weren't very good so it's as a special part in our hearts and this is the culmination of all that work. uh we actually the vice versa kind of plays a you know plays on a couple things but it's a hazy juicy ipa like a lot in the market right now but one of the things that we try to blend is it's a West Coast style meets a juicy IPA. So we use high alpha acid uh, West Coast style hops to get a little bit of a balance that a lot of these hazy IPAs don't really bring to the market because West Coast may be an old style that's kind of dying out. The hazy is here to stay. Let's get the best of both worlds, vice versa. So I think that we really got something here. We use uh, Lotus, uh, Mosaic, and Citra hops. They drink smooth, clean body, clean finish. Pop on the mid. It's really good. For those guys out there that are uh, writing those notes, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> our secrets, uh, we'll be out of business next month. <laughs> TMI, too much information. Uh, it, and when Don mentioned Zach earlier, for those of you unfamiliar with Port Orleans, Zach Streif, Port Orleans, Zach Streif, former New Orleans Saints, former uh, color commentator, now working as a coach for the Saints. Uh, what's his official uh, he's the offensive let's, line? Let's not forget Dad. Oh, yeah, Dad, yes. Uh, exceptional golfer. Oh. Uh, and uh, sometimes part-time hair stylist. Right. He's going to get mad right. here. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, he's that, got some strange finesse around uh, around the green for a, for a guy his size. It's, it's, that's what I was about to ask. Like, how good is his golf game? Because he's a good. big dude. He's good. It's good. His wedge game is very good. Really? Yeah. How's his short game? That's important. It, it, it's good. <laughs> Really good. He hits it a mile. Uh, it's it's fun to play golf with him. Just when he's 
start to drink beer, though, you got to get out of the way because I have seen him throw a club or two. Yeah. Well, I mean, it happens. <laughs> we all we it all throw throw a club or two. You know, it's golf. You have to. Uh, so, Jay, what are you pouring right there? I'm pouring the Kolsch. Uh, this is their uh, really German style Kolsch. We're seeing these a lot at some uh, some craft breweries around town. Rally Cap's got a good one. Yep. I think uh, you said Gela was making one as well. They have one. It's it's uh, good. And uh, and that just kind of traditional German Kolsch. I'm thinking that uh, we had this about a year ago, and this is one of our flagships. Uh, so I think that the people who are doing it now caught on to the trend that we kind of started. There you go. Getting back. Hey, to there you go. Be a trendsetter. You know. Thank you, my friend. Traditional German brewing, and I think people have taken a departure from that. People are like, well, craft is too hoppy. Well, that's what they say. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's the big complaint with a lot of people. They, I think they just go into it wrong when they want to try craft beer for the first time. Somebody gives them a hoppy IPA, and they're just like, oh, this is horrible. If this is what craft beer is, I don't want to drink it. Right. No, that, that's not all of what craft beer is. Some, a style like this is a good gateway beer for someone that's drank Pilsners and Lagers for their whole life and looking to move into something well else. Said. Well said. The, the, uh, the Colts really came about for us. Uh, two of our brewers here, uh, Danny and Jonathan, just were looking to make a beer that they could say is their everyday beer. We have a basketball court in the back. We have cornhole games, uh, some soccer. Believe it or not, shoot some bows and arrows. Nice. And the guys. Whoa, said, whoa, 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 whoa! What? what? <laughs> the mic is going to mess up right there. Um, yeah. So. Uh, the guys wanted this, and uh, they put it together, and next thing you know, we found out before we were even sharing this or even considering putting it in a can, we were drinking it. It was our beer. It was the brewer's beer. Nice. And uh, the name just comically <laughs> came about. I grew up in Kenner. <laughs> I, I grew up in Kenner. Uh, Kenner when, Brown. I wouldn't say it because it's from there. Right. Yeah. When, when we were designing the can, uh, our head of a marketing uh, created this light blue and yellow can. I'm like, bro. That's totally wrong. It's got to be green and yellow. And I had to take him out to Kenner. We had to go look at the, the city's <laughs> logo. And he, and he still didn't get it. I'm like, it's got to be these colors. And uh, if you really study the can, just just to make you laugh a little bit more and kind of get it or there on the glass that you have, the low and brow, the, the story behind this, because every craft oh, has yeah, a story yeah, yeah. behind you know, why they pick the names they do. So the story behind this one is great because when I was underage, Years ago, down Williams Boulevard, there was a time saver, and you could get in there and buy beer before you were old enough. Okay. Uh-huh. And the beer that everyone wanted to get was the fancy low and brow beer with the yep. aluminum foil on top. So the rampant lion is on the Kenner Brow logo. Dude, it's great. And he's wearing shrimp boots, if you look careful. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he is wearing shrimp boots. Look at that. That is awesome. That's, that's fantastic. That's good marketing right there. So so every time this beer goes into an account, it, the first thing that happens is someone smiles, they chuckle. Yeah. And it really, we just move on from there because the beer is, uh, it's been well received. And mm-hmm. um, so we're proud of it. It's it's a nice line in our portfolio. It helps us really show appreciation from where we came from. No different than Bucktown Brown Ale that we have, yeah. which is, pays a little homage to the local community. Who does all the artwork for you cans? So primarily, uh, Chase uh, Guillory, who is Mm -hmm. of our marketing, he has put together some of our designs. If you guys remember years ago when we first opened, we had a lot of illustrations on our cans. um, And there were some references to our our lager looking kind of like a Natty Light. And uh, 
you know, we're a bit patriotic over here, and so Riverfront Lager, we changed the designs and what you see here on the Kinnerbrow logo and vice versa, which is actually first iteration with the yellow top, is just a way to identify our cans from a distance in the stores, which is this 50-50 horizontal line, wide on top, uh, and it allowed us to, to buy in bulk our cans that are officially ours, branded with the rope across the top, mm -hmm. and we label in-house, and Chase has just created this wonderful design that allows us to uh, do everything and you can kind of identify its portal leans right out of the gate it's nice i like yeah. the vice versa how it's kind of flipped well vice versa is is a new development for us so i don't know if you gentlemen got to go walk outside and see some of the uh, artwork on the building okay no we pulled up and came right in yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so on the outside of the beer garden we have a wonderful piece uh that i'll pull up on my phone so you can see it um that an artist named reuben did for us he's out of miami uh reuben and i did some work in miami and new york with the restaurants um we we share a lot of the same beliefs uh we have this we're about close in age, uh, family, and uh, he was a, the, what was it, what was his position? He was creative director for the Florida Marlins. Oh, wow. Uh, came from the Dominican Republic. Uh, his family uh, went to the Boston area, yep. uh, and he was that corporate world, and then he decided no more corporate world. Got some seriously long dreads and uh, started spray painting on walls over Miami, and now he's just a well sought out artist. And so Ruben has joined our team, and we have a, a plan to do some work across New Orleans and Jefferson Parish to help grow the economy. But uh, he did this as a collaboration with us, and you'll kind of see vice versa in the can. You'll see that there is a bit of a, let's say, holy side to it. Uh, yeah. in the light blue yeah. and then there's a little bit of a dark um, devilish side at the top yeah you got your voodoo so, guy right up there and that is his Aaron artwork Sanders. we got a rougarou we got a uh, we got oh, a rougarou all right cool nice so what we're really trying to let the the public know is whether you're into the hazy side or the juicy side we've got them both but yeah you know we think we're we're kind of hitting on all cylinders and on top of the fact that this is a, a sessionable IPA, you mentioned earlier, you know, how many people when you hand them in the craft beer world or, yeah. that are not familiar, you hand them an IPA and it's so hoppy, they get that little burn, that little... Yeah, like, uh, oh, this is horrible. Yeah, and then now they've doomed our industry. Well, we wanted to put something that uh, everyone would enjoy, and I, we think this is uh, just a great blend. So 6.7 ABV on it, so yeah, that's nice. And then also getting back to that, that craft side of things, too, that people, are, that tradition of the craft thought, this is something that we've done. It's kind of just a departure from the for us. It's, uh, it's still approachable, but at the same time, it's, it's still craft. We're, we're the cutting edge right now, I think, with this beer. It's very easy drinking. Like it's it's very approachable, and by the way, this Kosh, yeah, this is solid. This is really good. It's real good. This is um, this is what's on the outside oh, wow. of the brewery. This is one of five pieces that we'll are going to we'll be go done. Yeah. Go around. Yeah, that's uh, New Orleans music right there. Yeah, and Ruben, when he came to New Orleans, he got uh, he, I, I oh, that's let cool. him spend a week here just just absorbing our own culture. He sure. came back totally carte blanche. This is what he came up. I was really in love with the fact that he picked purple and gold yeah the lsu fan and i was like man you just you, i don't know how you picked that color and uh he you, went with it you didn't give him any parameters we you, gave him none you said just do what you do and wanted his fingerprint on the building this this last piece is just 
the one that he put underneath the tap room is uh, it's just unbelievable. Let's see if I can find it. Don't mind that guy. He's he's with the radio station with us. That's Rick Cantu hiding out back there. <laughs> I think he's got a little three day weekend there. Yeah. Yeah. He loves it. I know Rick. Very recognizable. That's his favorite. He loves that so one. This piece is underneath the front, and that is that was on one of our IPA releases, Mojo. Wow. That's some serious <laughs> talent right there. That is cool. It's uh, Whoa. a big gorilla face with all sorts of New Orleans stuff going on. And that's uh, intense, that's man. We're going to get a close-up look of those guys. And when it out. when the lights get turned off, it turns into this right here. Yeah, black light. Oh, wow. Okay, that's neat. Whoa. Changes in the dark. So. That's legit. He's a, he's a world-class archer. That's how the that's how the ah, that's that. how that plays in. He's a I like it. Guy, he's a purist, and he's just he just finds it relaxing. It's his thing. Interesting. All right, so let's talk about uh, the beers, more the beers in general. What is out in the market for distribution right now? What can people find on grocery store shelves and on taps in restaurants and bars? So everything we tried today is available. It's a uh, okay. Ice first is a new flagship. It's going to be year round. Uh, Canterbury Culture is everywhere down here. It will soon be in Baton Rouge. It will soon be in the North Shore, but right now it's in New Orleans Parish and Jefferson Parishes, um, and down in uh, Oma and Thibodeau. We got it down there. Okay. But, um, aside from that, all of our Gozer series, our Riverfront, our Bucktown Brown, um, our Three Day Weekend, they're all available, and they're all grocery stores, independents across the city. Nice. Uh, and speaking of distribution. You guys just recently signed up with Pelican Craft Brands, sponsor of the ABV podcast. Uh, I, if I don't give Chris, Chris scolds me every time if I don't mention him enough. It's in the contract in the fine print. I didn't see it when I signed it, but it's fine. Uh, we'll re we're renegotiating later this year. Uh, how has that experience been? What drew you to Pelican Craft Brands? Like, How did they sell you guys that they were the distributor to sign with? As Jay opens a beer. I, I don't know <laughs> that they really had to sell. I think we were just lucky enough that they appreciated us. Mm -hmm. uh, there wasn't really a, a selling point. We met with them, uh, Zach and I did, and uh, with Jordan and Chris, and we just we walked away going, here's two guys. They're struggling, fighting, passionate about what to do, no different than we are, and the Baton Rouge market means a great deal to us. And uh, it was just, it was really easy fit. You know, when you, when you kind of find that friend or someone that you kind of click with. Yeah. For us, it was that way. Maybe not so for them. Uh, they're not here to tell us. But uh, <laughs> we, we just, it was perfect. It was a good match. And it's, it's already proven in 30 days to be one of the best decisions we've made. Good. I, and they genuinely appreciate Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I think it was there on there in the soup as well. Uh, certainly as, as well as Chuck and I know those guys. Uh, and get to work with them. Uh, I know they were excited when they got to tell me that, that they were going to take over distribution for Port Orleans and Baton Rouge. And, uh, from the government taco standpoint, we had, uh, and we don't get too in depth on anything, but what we were we were buying Dorada from Mockler, and then we knew that it switched over, and uh, and and you know Pelican was really on top of uh, explaining to us that they were taking over distribution and that we could buy Dorada from them now and all that. And really, for Mockler, we never even heard that they weren't carrying it anymore. Not that, I mean, it kind of makes sense sure. in, in yeah. all reality. They weren't, they weren't coming to us and being like, hey, that beer you've been buying from us, we don't have anymore. Right. So I understand, but at the Quite same it. time... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, See, one, if I it drink was, more beer here, yeah. just, just to go... Yeah. Uh, sure. session. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Look, tr trust me, I've, I've, I've done therapy about Mockler on here plenty of times. <laughs> 
<laughs> Chuck's gotten himself in trouble. I've gotten, oh, gotten well, myself well. in trouble. Uh, trouble's relative. Yeah, I Sometimes mean, it's good to get in trouble. There's a, there's a fun story I'll tell you about after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Concerning Jay's radio show, actually. Huh. <laughs> I think I thought. I think uh, you know, I know about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's funny. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I'll say it on here. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Athlon Insurance here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, is committed to letting you live your life your way. They have access to many different carriers of home, auto, and life insurance, and are prepared to find the plan that meets your expectations and the needs of your family. For more information, you can visit them online at athloninsurance.com, or you can give them a call at two two five three six six. 7530 and let Dwayne Moran and his trained staff take care of your needs at Athlon Insurance. Cafecito Coffee Roasters work with farmers and importers to carefully select unique coffees from some of the top farms and co-ops in the world. They roast daily on a small batch roaster that gives them the freedom to manually control all stages of the roasting process. To learn more about their coffees and subscribe to their coffee subscription service, visit them online at cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E C-I-T-E-A-U-X dot com. Cafecito Coffee Roasters. So when when Jay's show was first, we were first getting everything going with Guarantee Media and stuff, talking about sponsors for the radio show and stuff. And um, one of our one of our higher-ups, Gordy Rush, was uh, having a conversation with the producer of the morning show in the hallway, and I just happened to be there hanging out, listening and talking and stuff, and... He had mentioned, it's like, yeah, we're looking for sponsors for Jay. I was, uh, I was talking with Mockler about maybe coming on Jay's show, but apparently Chuck P is persona non grata. And I'm like, wait, what happened? It's like, yeah, we brought up we brought up uh, Jay's radio show, and then they asked about if you were going to be involved, and I, and I told him, yeah. And they were like, yeah, Chuck P, it's not well-liked around the, the halls of Mockler Beverage. And I'm like, good. I want them to know that. Yeah, so my, my Do a show better is not job. sponsored by Mockler because <laughs> yeah. Chuck produces my show. Yeah. He's costing me money. So, no, so, so I'll, give you, I'll give you a two-line sentence on, on our relationship oh, here we with go. him. Uh-oh. So well, it all started lines. with, uh, and and I couldn't, can you believe, that happened. <laughs> it's, oh my God. Self-editing, I like it. That saves me a whole lot of trouble later on. It certainly wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't the mic's fault. Oh well, yeah, just, I need new mic cables. That's, it was short in them or something. Uh, you Jay, know, you were going to say something. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't. I don't know what I. <laughs> I think I threw. I, don't, I think I threw him for a loop on that one. Well, it's uh, well, even going back before that, it doesn't really bother me that you know they, the Mockler sponsorship. They would have just wanted to throw Nickelodeon Ultra money behind it anyway, and I, I've kind of been honest with them. From the beginning, and they've known that everything that I did as Bite and Booze when when that's when Chuck, you and I were working on the Bite and Booze radio show and yeah. podcast and everything, that, that and I worked with Mockler closely on that because they carry a lot of the craft brands that I care about. I mean, Tin Roof, you worked for Tin Roof for yeah. a time, and uh, and Parish and Gnarly Barley and Urban South and like these great Louisiana craft beer brands that come through Mockler's warehouse, and so I've always had a relationship with with them and their people and 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 somebody like Jacob Talley that's with Parish Brewing now. He was with Tin Roof Brewing for a little bit. He was the craft beer brand's manager at Mockler before that and uh, was was doing a great job with it. It just seems like they had a change of heart at some point and they said, eh, we'll, we'll distribute these brands that we still have in our warehouse, but we're not really going to we're not going to go out of our way to grow any other brands, that's for sure. Uh, and, and I don't know what internal conversations they had uh, or any of those, but, but they've known 
since we started working together and since I started the Bite and Booze blog and radio show that I was a craft beer guy and that I had zero interest in helping them promote Bud Light or Michelob Ultra. You know, may, maybe if they would have really offered me some really good Budweiser money, I would have taken it back in the day. You know, because yeah. I, I, I needed money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, well, if I'm, if I'm at a baseball game in St. Louis, like, I will drink a Budweiser. Okay. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take Budweiser money. But, but, but at the same time, like, I'm not a marathon runner. I don't want Michelob Ultra money. Right. Like, yeah. that's selling my soul. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. So, so like, there, there was a, like, I, you know, I could stretch it to some degree. But anyway, all that with, 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 with Mockler. I mean, we, Government Taco is a customer of Mockler's now, and we, we do bring in beer from, from Urban South and from Gnarly Barley and from, from some of these other breweries through Mockler. And I've, we've got a really great relationship with my sales rep there, and Justin, who's, who's doing a lot of the craft beer stuff, is, has, has been great to work with. So it's, the, it's definitely not like a, I'm never buying beer from them again. Sure, like that's, sure. that's obviously not the case. Um, but I was still related to this podcast right now. I was excited to see when you guys were going to be represented by Pelican Craft Brands and the Baton Rouge community because we do have such a great relationship with those guys as well. Government Tacos buying from them as well. That actually gave us one more brewery to buy from because we're really we've got a pontoon beer on tap right now and and Pelican brings in some some regional and some national craft brands, but we really want to be Louisiana craft first. And uh, and so the more Louisiana craft brands that Pelican has, the more I can support Pelican yeah, in yeah. that sense. Well, thanks for that. That means a great deal to us. Because Louisiana's, we have the least amount of craft breweries, right? You know, per capita out of anyone in the union. Yeah. So, I mean, it took over ten years for Baton Rouge to have six now in the in the in the area. Tin Roof was the only game in town for a while. Wow. Southern Craft opened for a little bit and they're closed down now, but now there's Cypress Coast, there's Astruma, there's Rally Cap, there's Lachine out in Denham Springs and Gila out in Gonzales. It's, that area now has the support of the community to go and and support these local breweries, which is great. Agile is going to be taking that Southern Craft space. That's so that'll, true. That'll take it up to seven in the greater Baton Rouge area. And yeah. Hopefully, there's more in the way. Hopefully, we can get a little uh, contact with Rally Camp. We'd like to yes. meet up with those guys. Oh, dude. They, if they, uh, they would, yeah. we'd yeah. be humbled if uh, I'm we could sure reach out that that can happen. Yeah, easily. That, you guys working with them doing a collaboration would be awesome. That'd be a great matchup right there. These collabs have done so much for us. We only do it deal out. We learn from each other. These guys yeah. are so talented and they, our brewers have the time to talk and just like, well, this is how I would do things. I never thought of it that way. I and mean, it just, it's, it doesn't, it seems obvious, but, but a lot of brewers just don't do them. And, yeah. and it's yeah. like, you only have things to learn from each other. And we're all in the same game. We, we're, it's a small independent business in Louisiana and we're all fighting for the same thing. Yeah. I, I feel like more local brewery collaborations should happen. Like, I get wanting, like, if, you know, a pontoon or an untitled order, somebody wants to come in, like, work with you. That's good as well. But to support the other local breweries in the area, I think, is more important. And everyone gets better because of it. Yeah. Like you said, you learn some things. Like, they, Gilla probably learned some stuff from you guys when they were brewing. You learn some things from them. It's a good collaborative relationship, and it, it needs to be more of that here in, in the state. I think we have a we have a small mantra at Port Orleans. We we want to see everyone succeed. Yeah. We're not out to you know, we're there's a friendly competition, but we would really we want to see everyone succeed. And I think if if you really heard our story about what happened during the pandemic, it's it's obvious the way 
we think and what we want to do with locals and helping people. We, we got to help each other. Yeah. We have to. It's like they say, rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. So, so there the, you go. The biggest fight for craft beer in Louisiana by far right now is just getting more people to drink craft beer. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter which craft brewery they're drinking beer from. It'll all trickle down in the end where all craft brewers win if we can convert more people drinking. So all you people out there listening, drinking yeah. your Michelob Ultras or your Miller Lights. If you listen to my podcast these, drinking uh, that, you need to switch right yeah, now. Grab one of these Kenner Brown Colches. Yes, definitely. You might enjoy it. Or a Riverfront Lager or a Low Tide. Uh, yeah, so river, <laughs> Riverfront Lager, I want to get to Riverfront in a second, but we I just poured... Uh, the uh, three-day weekend. Oh, yeah. So three-day weekend is a is about to, and maybe by the time this actually airs on Talk 107.3, or even by the time Chuck releases this as a podcast, uh, the three-day weekend hibiscus lime ale will be on tap at Government Taco, so people can go try it there. You hear that, Rick? It's going to be on tap at Government Taco. Yeah. <laughs> and on Tuesdays, Rick, we have regular tacos. <laughs> Yeah. We're gonna be there. Right. T- we're Rick's gonna be there Tuesday. Play. Oh, well, if Rick's gonna be there Tuesday, I, got, I might need to make sure it's tapped by then. There you go. I don't know. I probably can't uh, get Pelican <laughs> to come uh, clean the, the line. But anyway, that's that's got, inside I, I baseball there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ryan, we'll see you Tuesday morning. Ryan will make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, this if is you tasty. Want to come Tuesday morning, we'll make it happen. We're good. I refer to it as our hammock beer. Yeah. Or our boat beer. So, uh, from, for me personally, I, I love being on the boat with my family, and uh, we ride the waterways, and this is something that uh, our friends, my wife, we all enjoy three-day weekend. Very, I hate to use this word, crushable. Wow, well, well, you know. And <laughs> you're out in the sun, you're having a good time, and you need a, a good crushable beer, and I see you pulling that low tide out. Cause <laughs> Jake. What do you think about some sunflower seeds along with this beer? Oh yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of just salted sunflower seeds and and beers like this. It's one thing that the goza, and we're gonna drink the strawberry margarita goza in a second as well. Uh, the salt in gozas, I really like, right? Like that sweetness, mm-hmm. the tartness, a little bit of salt works really well. Um, there's a lot of fruited wheat beers or something like this three day weekend hibiscus lime ale that I'm just like. I want to drink that with like a cheek full of sunflower seeds, just so I get that salt and that that hibiscus lime at the right. same time. Like it just goes just like salt on the rim of a margarita glass yeah. goes together. Kind like, of like baseball. Today. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the flavor oh, this, profile this is a great baseball season beer. The flavor profile is super subtle on this too. Like the the, the flavor is there, but n- neither one's overpowering. It's well balanced. It's just it's light. It's refreshing. Like this is really good. I, I, this is the first time having this one. I hadn't had this one yet. My so. favorite story with Three Day Weekend is uh, last summer uh, and pre-pandemic when we released this is uh, my son was playing a lot of travel baseball. Mm. And we were up in your neck of the woods, Baton Rouge and uh, Zachary area. And uh, the, the families from the team, it, the, the going phrase were snowballs. And uh, we had three-day weekends that were all hidden in coffee mugs and everything. Because where else in Louisiana can you go watch a kid play ball and, and drink beer? Yeah. So. There you go. It's a great sound. It's the best sound. Now, that one we're pouring right now is our Riverfront Lager. That is our flagship flagship. That is the, that is the one that put us on the map. Uh, this is our Hellas German-style lager. That is just, it's the easiest drinking um, for, for a domestic drinker. My roommate loves this beer. Loves it. We've had a lot of success getting the um, the Anheuser Busch people 
drinkers off and just really enjoying this one as a Good. local beer. So it's been a lot of fun. We do offer the price point too, uh, because of what it is. And, and what we, we offer the price point, the domestics the charge. Yeah. So if we're making a domestic style beer, which I think is surpasses, but we're going to charge the same thing. So you, yeah. get, you get about a dollar can on this beer. Okay. And you, y'all have these in 12 packs? We have a 12 packs. Yeah. We got it just in six introduced. packs. We got it in draft, half barrel slings. We got it in everything. Nice. This is a German log. Yeah, you you brought some of this That's for nice. Jay and I on the radio show, and I, I brought my 12 pack home and like opened one up when I got home and was drinking. It. My roommate came home. He's like, "Oh, we having beers tonight?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude." I was like, "Go bust up that 12. Go get a can out of that 12 pack that Port Orleans. Get, see what you think." Jason sends me a picture of the night. He has uh, he's doing 55 briskets. And he was, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was 24 briskets. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, five briskets. And he up the river front. Yeah. He's like, brisket and, and river front. Yeah. Well, my roommate got into that 12-pack in six cans later. He was like, dude, this is my new favorite beer. I was like, good. He's a crap beer guy. He likes he likes crap beer. He's he's a hophead. He loves the, he loves the hoppiness. But every now and then, he just wants something like this. Yes. And he finished off the 12-pack. I had two more cans out of it, and then he, he like, I went in there one day to grab one, and it was, it was gone. I'm like, did you drink all those beers? He's like, yeah, man, I'm sorry about that. And I'm like, no, dude, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you did. A dollar a can, we're okay, right? Yeah, 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 we're fine. We, we played with this one two years ago and uh, got some strawberries out of Ponchatoula and mixed it, made a strawberry Riverfront lager, and it was the number one selling beer in the tap room for a month. It was insane. It was insane. Crazy when you do stuff like that. Just so simple. Sometimes it isn't what you would think people would get that excited about. I mean, it'll be a strawberry, obviously, like laying a lot of groundwork for a strawberry lager yeah. here in Louisiana. And it had a peak of its popularity, and then it kind of faded off as right. far as like everybody clamoring for it. For three solid years, but, though, it was like yeah. it was the beer everybody Still, wanted. You bring something back like that, you do it in a tap room here, and and, and you know a, a strawberry riverfront lager, and people, it's going to be your number one selling beer it, for a month. It it's was, crazy. It's how we introduced crawfish boils here. Yeah, the oh, yeah. With the, the lager, and it was just it, it was, was a lot of fun there too. The basketball Oh yeah. Uh, get, give me a nice. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, you, yeah. you do punch through the strawberries. So. You can't anything else. Yeah, don't do a concentrate. Don't do something no, like use. Yeah. yeah, we. Yeah, no. That was a, we, were you with us then? No. We, no. Oh yeah, but I was a fan. You, we we toured the the farm and oh it was it was a rough day. Uh, <laughs> we, Sounds like it. We Sounds brought like beer it. to go find the strawberries and it, it took a while. It was right there with the time you guys uh, put that beer into space. Ah, the space beer. We did. We did, uh, we some <laughs> that was a great video, man. You saw it. Yes, it that was awesome. You put, you put galaxy hops into space, and uh, I mean, it makes sense. Like twenty-five thousand feet came down, and then we grouped with them. Yeah, that's that is. I mean, that's such a great thing. Like galaxy hops, galaxy. You you think of outer space, like the go to, put that up, and then when it comes down to brew with it. I hope Ryan will share the story of really what happened the day that really. Oh. If, if he can do it without missing any of the important parts. Off, off of the air. Let's just. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's, let's do it right all, now. <laughs> all three of us need to look at Ryan and really look and realize he's lucky to be here. Whoa. So what happened on this day, this guy, not from Louisiana, and what he did 
And but what happened, he's lucky to be with us. Ryan, I feel like you have to explain yourself. Yeah, now. there's a story here. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's more than a story. <laughs> the, uh, the people in this, uh, there's a likeness, but they're not the real people here. So, we're talk about this. But, uh, so what we did is uh, we launched us into space. We, we, we spent a lot of time, a lot of energy putting a weather balloon up. We had a, a massive failure with the first weather balloon. The parachute didn't connect. Oh. The, there's a balloon up there floating somewhere. <laughs> with some hops. So we, we did it again. We got it up. We uh, we launched it. It was perfect. I mean, it was a perfect takeoff. We had four GoPros in this uh, in this this payload that we have. We had the hops. We have some geese out there. Experimental. See what that would do. So we get caught in a 75 uh, foot lobby pine tree at the very edge of a massive clearing. Massive clearing. It couldn't couldn't land in the middle of this clearing. It really couldn't have. It had to yeah. be in that 70 foot tree. Uh, the guy with us had a chainsaw, so we, uh, we took it down, and it was on. It, it was He's in Louisiana, no trespassing, with a chainsaw going on a property to get a balloon. To cut down a, well, a 70 foot pine tree. <laughs> Do you understand? He's lucky to be with us. In my defense, there was a lot of peer pressure that day. People were egging me on. A so lot of peer pressure. Like, oh, <laughs> peer pressure's a bitch, man. I grew up on a farm, so I was like, I'll get out there and do it. And we got the, we got the video, we got the, the, the GoPros back, we have a great video to talk about. So. Wait, so you got this job like because you met Don through the restaurant industry, right? right, like, this right. Is, then this is this is what your restaurant management experience got you to do is Absolutely. go out to fields and cut trees down with chainsaws <laughs> to retrieve uh, thousand dollars of GoPros, right? Yeah. Skim across the top of that, you'll see yes. it actually was what one hundred and ten thousand feet. Is that what? How far? One twenty-five seven. One twenty-five seven. So painted space galaxy IPA. We re- we were at the very edge of the stratosphere on the top there. We can see the uh, the curvature. Of the earth for all you flat earthers out there. Uh, we, got, we got some yeah. evidence, <laughs> but anyway, we have the proof. <laughs> but it was uh, it was it was an amazing day. We actually have we caught the video when it was coming down, so we actually see in the video the weather balloon explode mm-hmm. at, at the height. The parachute deployed perfectly, and we re- retrieved our uh, our payload. So we got our hops and our beer. You can see it pouring into the vessel. So I think it was a mission accomplished. So he says it was risky, but. Uh, yeah, it, it did. The, the smartest guy in the room, we think, it didn't realize until they were halfway through it and through a lot of beer that it was. Wait a minute, when that balloon comes down, what if it lands on I-10? What, wait, wait, wait. So I'm calling, no answer. Well, we were in the sticks. We didn't have reception numbers. Everybody, turn your phones off, Don. Yeah, Don, we had, Don's gonna call. Turn up. Turn off. They had phone. a chainsaw. I didn't bring the chainsaw. <laughs> it just happened to be it there. Was there. It was though. there. Yeah. This All is right. what happens when you have a brewery. Yeah, it, it, oh, look, I, I appreciate it. You put galaxy hops into space. Yeah, I mean that's. And then they came down, they, close enough to actually gather. Yes, <laughs> sort of. I think I think we actually talked about that for our huh? Space News Now segment on on yeah, the show. I believe we did. We had we had no approval. We got we got the launch was cleared by the FAA. Oh People really? Did everything they could. Okay. Yeah, because you got to make sure there's no planes going and all yeah. that stuff. We have a very narrow window to launch these. So we had uh, two state troopers with us. We had uh, a representative from the NOAA, and we also had. Uh, so wait, were the were the students okay. were the state troopers so with you? That's all he says. The state yeah. troopers are there. The, the ending of the situation was it was like yeah. the start. Of it. So they care about when you're launching it, but then they just don't regulate when it comes down or anything. They're like. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. I guess yeah. <laughs> so were the state troopers still with you when you went on the no trespassing property? And I, I can't. I, I don't know if they were or they weren't. <laughs> you can neither confirm nor deny yeah, those allegations. Exactly. Well, we're well, now drinking the uh, the light version of the Riverfront Lager. Yeah. So this is a uh, the, the the low tide, 
the low calorie lager here. It's the Riverfront Low Tide. Oh, okay. So uh, unlike the Hellas Lager, it's not a Hellas Lager, but the Low Tide kind of is a little bit of a mis misnomer here. It's just a lighter version of a domestic. So what we have is, uh, is Louisiana rice that we use as, a, as our malt source to keep the calories and carbs low. And uh, we're really targeting a Miller Lite drinker here. Uh, not, we're saying this is the beer that will appeal, appeal to you. This is your golf beer. This is your pool beer. This is a great beer. Um, it's light, easy, crisp, and it's all Louisiana hands, unlike Miller Lite. Whoa. Like it. I like it. I like it, Ryan. A little, little poke right there at the bear. Yeah, I mean, they're a large company. We're a small one. I think we did a better product. Yeah. Um, Still 4.5% ABV. That's nice, man. Low it's calorie. It's, it's, a, it's a nice, crisp beer. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, let's... Let's uh, let's go. Let's turn our attention to the tap room. I want to talk about the tap room and the and the food and, and that you guys provide here. Let's uh, let's get some background on the tap room. Uh oh, that means me. Right? That's you, Don. Um, <laughs> I don't really know where to begin on the tap room. I mean, every brewery has a tap room. Uh, we put this here as you know uh, an addition to help drive revenue. Yeah. I, mean, I think we all know that in the beer business, uh, cash is king. This allows us to pick up cash every day. Um, I think Port Orleans has a unique situation. We have 9,000 square feet outside with our beer garden uh, that allows us to do a lot of uh, things for the local community, which we do pet adoptions. Uh, we'll do little festivals out there, help some of these smaller markets, and uh, just allow people to congregate. As I think I mentioned earlier, I've got kids. I love having my kids around me, so we've got basketball court, cornhole, concrete cornhole games out there so they can weather the storm like they're getting right now. And, uh, yeah, this range pretty uh It's just your typical nuts. tap room, other than the fact that we've got a wonderful little restaurant, Algo Taco, in there, executing our uh, signature tacos, guacamole, and queso. Yeah, I was looking at the menu on the drive down here, and uh, so I'm a big burger guy. Notice there's some burgers on the menu. Got a couple of burgers. Is there anything in particular on the menu from either one of you guys that you gravitate to the most? Like when you come to work, like I'm hungry, I need to get this. Crispy onions, my favorite thing we have. Even though we're a taco place, that's my that's my go-to. Okay, Don, what about you? Well, so I have a liking towards the guacamole. Uh, I was part of the the uh, creation of this concept, and we have a guacamole made from scratch, and then we slide on a little. Uh, Sugar bacon and cotilla cheese, and it is a that sounds combination. horrible. And if you get a little <laughs> crazy about yourself after you've had a beer, you use the queso on top of that, and it's just a world of explosion. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, you're speaking Jada Cody's language when you it's mention a, the queso. I'm a queso guy, that's for sure. So I will, I will be diving into some of that queso in a little. When bit. I see you guys' yeah. hands go up, we'll have a couple of things come up, uh, come over. So that I like. Well, guys, we're about done with the show. I want to thank both of you for having us here this has been great the beers have been awesome the facility in itself is beautiful the tap room is gorgeous i can't wait to try the food i'm sure it's going to be great as well uh any closing statements you guys want to pass along to our listeners out there about port orleans uh you know i think the the easiest thing is if you haven't had us give us a try i think you'll be pleasantly surprised and uh, for those out there that have had port orleans thanks so much for your support Ryan? We're doing some things now that uh, now we've had four years under our belt, May 15th, um, come out for our, for our four-year anniversary. Nice. We're very excited to be here. And I think what we've done in this last year and a half through COVID, we've kind of taken a bad situation and done the best we could, and I think we've done very, very well. And if we kind of we, we 
changed the paradigm, I think, of what quarter wings people thought about quarter wings. So if you had quarter wings in the past and you haven't tried this in the last year, you really have to. We've been doing some things that uh, I think are really, really exciting. I like it. Can I get one more question? Yeah, man, get in there. Go ahead. So we've got Dorada, the Mexican-style lager, in cans, which I love that can design as well, at Government Taco. Uh, how's that beer doing overall? And is there is there are there any thoughts to in the how to carry on, grow, modify that brand? I don't know, anything about Dorada uh, that that jumps out to you guys. So I'm speaking a little out of text, but I'll tell you the excitement about Dorada. Um, so Dorada was actually the inspiration for me to and Zach to to kind of connect. Uh, I fell in love with the beer the second I had it. And uh, it, it's the number two beer in our portfolio, and there's and there's absolutely no advertising, no marketing, nothing done for that beer. It it, it holds its own. Uh, it's probably and Ryan probably could attest to this better than me, but it's the easiest beer for us to get people to try, yeah. based on the can design, the excitement of it, um, and it's just an easy sell for us. It is. Uh, uh, as a Mexican lager, but the only Louisiana and we got some we got some attention during the pandemic on Dorada itself and there is a possibility that Dorada soon will be being picked up and will be in the Caribbean islands Whoa. and it will be probably uh, we will have to find some additional space if that deal goes through wow. yeah I would think so that's amazing that's awesome yeah. yeah. Wow. Good luck to you guys, man. I, I I love that beer. We we have it in cans because I love the packaging so much at Government Taco, and we we feature it when we do two fifty Tuesdays, and we it's a two fifty and Coronas and Modelos and Dos Equis, and we include the cans of Dorada in that two fifty Tuesday just because yeah. it's like, no, oh, it's a Mexican style lager as well. Yeah. And we're encouraging you drink that one instead of these other well, thank you uh, Mexican beers out there. So. Uh, I love that beer. I think it drinks extremely well. I think y'all y'all hit the nail on the head with that Mexican style lager and what you're looking for in that beach beer or that that just beer that's going to pair with tacos or something like that. I, I think it works really well. So the great story of that first beer we brewed. Yeah. It was really wow. Okay. It was a, an experimental beer. First thing through the tanks. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Very cool. Wow. Real quick hours of operation so everyone out there knows when they can come and visit. Uh, 11 to 9 during the week, 11 to 10 on the weekends. Okay. Uh, Every day. Food, same thing? Same? Same, yep. Okay. Same. Awesome. Facebook, Instagram, find you guys on there as well. And yep. we uh, for rent private space, look for us for parties. We, we have a large outside space. So, so You guys have like a wedding thing going on this afternoon? We do. We have a very <laughs> large wedding happening this evening. Uh, it's a great event space, so if you want to look into that, we'd be, we'd be happy to have you. There you go. Go to, was it PortOrleansBrewing.com? Is it? That's there you go. Go to the website if you guys want to do a private party. If you if you want to do a bachelorette, bachelor party, come hang out, have some beers. This is the place. Ryan, Don, thank you guys so much. Gentlemen, thank you. This thank has been awesome. Jay, thank you for being here with me as well. Cheers, Chuck. I still got a little bit of this uh, Dole Whip. Yeah, I finished mine. Uh, pineapple. Sad about me. it. I still got a little vice versa. I still yep. got a little three-day weekend, so yep. we'll keep drinking. And we're about to eat some food, <laughs> so food. it's going. Yes. Big thanks to my face Oh, yes. Queso in, in both our faces. Uh, big thanks again to the sponsors, Pelican Craft Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Athlon Insurance, Government Taco, and Presonus. For Ryan... For Don, for Jay, I'm Chuck P. This is the ABV Podcast. Until next time, guys, cheers. Cheers.